Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get the lowest full season price of the year. Just go to youtube.com slash Spotify offer to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite teams out of market Sunday afternoon games exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6th. No refunds. But I'm going to tell you this we ain't done yet. Howdy and welcome back to the Indulgibles podcast. I am Will Stone. He is Chase Caldwell. Yes, and I this, am. This is game week. <laughs> Chase, I, I, I can't believe that, uh, that, that football is finally here. I know we had some stuff this past weekend, but uh, it doesn't really feel real until we see, until we see A&M on the field, uh, especially in person, and, um, and see all the big teams get on the action. We saw some... Uh, some some light work this past weekend uh, with Nebraska and UCLA. We're going to get into that, but uh, man, just just I guess just tell just tell us your excitement level uh, for this season and for this week and uh, all the all the cool stuff we have going on. Um, well, I'd say I'm at about a four. Yeah. Um, I just I'm I'm not 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 just crazy excited, you know, just. It's just football, um, so I'm ready for baseball season. No, <laughs> gotcha. Uh, got him, got him. Uh, I'm I'm crazy excited. It is finally here. Um, this week has already been like seven days long, and it's only Tuesday. So um, I knew it would be a long week, but I'm just counting down the days until I'm playing the noble men of Kyle while I drive down highway six in route and my blue shirt to where, uh, to the game and just come back without a voice. Oh, that's something that I don't know if we've planned on yet, but you know, like I never have a voice throughout the season, like ever. Oh, I mean, yeah, you, that's right. You, you know that because of <laughs> I do know that friends, but, um, yeah, y'all are going to have to deal with me being hoarse all the time because I'm, always horse and i mean yeah maybe it comes from me doing my part um and yelling the entire game but um i wouldn't attribute all of it to that i don't know really why that happens it just happens uh, yeah so so forewarning for those of you who don't know me that are listening uh my voice is probably going to sound pretty crummy but that's okay um oh like after for the ags after we get back from colorado uh both our voices are going to be shot. Oh, there's uh, no doubt about it. And especially, you know, Lord willing, if A&M pulls off the upset against Alabama, um, it's going to be like some of the worst, like, audio quality. But we're just going to be so happy. <laughs> like, yeah. we're, going to, we're, we're going to be hungover and hoarse and uh, probably sunburned and wore out. But we're, we're, like we're definitely on, going to record. And on, it's going the, to be awesome. on the recording, you're going to be hearing like, the Alabama game in the background because <laughs> I'm just going to be watching it over and over and over again, just on repeat. Like I'll watch it on like 0.25 mode, you know, or something. And just, uh, it, it, 
that will happen. But um, yeah, no, I'm I'm thrilled to death. Um, I think I don't know. This is kind of a really really peripheral thing to anything that we've ever talked about. Probably I don't even know if you and I have ever had this conversation. But I feel like maybe it's just my small worldview, but it just seems like nothing really bad. I hate to say bad because there's plenty of bad stuff that happens during football season, but you know, like year over year, people are always talking about how crazy the world is and how terrible things are. And like, I can remember years in college where I was like watching the news and I'm like, Oh my gosh, like things are just falling to pieces. You know, this world is crazy. And then football season gets here and it just kind of all is quiet for a few months. And um, I've always kind of felt like people needed football season to get their minds off of the real world, you know. And and um, I kind of – I felt that way last year with everything going on with COVID. And then whenever they started screwing up football season, I'm like, oh, no, this isn't good because, you know, it just kind of seems like things settle down in the fall. Um, almost like it's a, like it's a rev up for Christmas and Thanksgiving. I mean, it's the best season in my opinion. It's deer season. It's football season. It's, it's Thanksgiving, Christmas. Some people like Halloween, depending on the year. I like Halloween, but, um, I don't know. It's just like, I feel like I'm being a downer about something I'm excited about. I'm just trying to say like, (laughs) like, like the world has needed football and, even though we got it last year, I don't think we really got it. And right. this year, like, I think that's what I'm most excited about is Kyle Fields back, you know, and I think we've all missed it. Um, and that's even after I had season tickets last year, it just wasn't the same, you know, it just was, you know. Yeah. I know, th- I know that I need football, um, especially, I mean, like last year, if if we hadn't had a season, uh, I mean, I, I obviously would have survived. I wouldn't have literally dropped dead. But it, it it did make things, you know, that seemed pretty bleak in in other areas uh, a little bit less so. And absolutely. Um, and now that we're we're kind of back in in full swing and and back to, I guess, almost normal. Um, man, I I I I can't even. I can't even put into words how exciting it is. Like, like from from today, like until January first. I guess really January fifteenth. That's when uh, the college football championship usually is. But for the next four months and some change, it's the best time of the year. I mean, it's the best weather. Absolutely. It's the best sport. It's on television pretty much every night. You know, there's there's high school football. Uh, we're, we're definitely going to talk about a little bit of that uh, later in the show, but. There's college, which is, you know, our biggest passion and what this entire podcast is about. There's NFL. Uh, there's, I mean, it's just yeah, the I mean, holidays. It's just, it's, it's a different feeling. Yeah, it really is. Um, and normally it, this is a tradition Emily and I have started the past two years. Um, I think you probably have noticed, but we normally, or we've been decorating our house for Christmas during the bye week. So oftentimes that's like mid October <laughs> we'll be putting our Christmas tree up, but it'll be because that's like the only weekend we're home. And, right. um, so 
but I've kind of enjoyed it because I go like three months with my Christmas stuff up and that, <laughs> that drives some people crazy, but I love Christmas. So I'm, I'm, that doesn't drive me crazy at all. It makes me happy. But, um, man, I don't know, like the, my perfect, like utopia is I have this in my deer stand. I have this little, like the angle iron that comes together to make the window it's positioned just so that my iPhone fits perfectly there and it holds my iPhone up against the window. And I will opening weekend every year, deer season's back. I'm sitting in the stand, crack of dawn. I watch, watch deer all morning long. And then right about the time that, that the sun really starts coming out, you know, about 10 a.m., really 11 a.m. because it's when the games start. I'll I'll start streaming football on my phone um, because I, I don't get service anywhere at my deer lease except for my deer stand. And whenever I'm on top, I, I get service there. So I'll just sit there and stream football all day long with, with it turned all the way down. And I'm just sitting in my deer stand watching deer and watching football at the same time. And I can't, I can't describe a better, like, like I wish I could take that feeling and just carry it with me all day, every day, because in that moment, like everything's perfect in the world, you know, like, so I know that that's very sappy, but it's (laughs) just like this weekend, it's Labor Day weekend. And that's when we go and fill feeders. And that's when I get excited because I start pulling my camera SD cards and seeing like what all has come to the feeder, you know, here lately. And, and so, you know, after the game, I'm going to go fill my feeders and, and check all that. And so it's going to get that feeling going in me. Like it's almost here. Deer season's almost here, but football season is here. And I don't know. It's just, it's, it is a great feeling and yeah, just kind of a, it's, it's almost surreal. Because, um, like, I've just felt like football would never be here. You know, and it's finally <laughs> here. I hope, and and my my, you know, I don't want to be, um, I don't know what the word is like, like disrespectful towards people that are dealing with COVID and, and the the especially the Delta variant and things like that going on because that that is still a very serious thing and and um you know, my heart goes out to people that are affected by it, but I just, I hope that it doesn't hurt the season mid season. That's one of my worries, but I'm just hopeful that everything will be okay. You know, and that, that it won't be, it won't turn into what last season was because I'll give credit where credit is due. They really tried their best last year to, to give us something. And, um, I'm with you. If they wouldn't have done that, I would have been just, I mean, COVID gave everybody a sinking feeling, you know? Mm -hmm. So that, that was one of my big things that really brought me up was, was having football and the Aggies were doing good. If, if our season would have played out the way our uh, game against Vanderbilt played out, it might've just been a more sinking feeling like COVID (laughs) might've been the last of my worries. Cause I'd have been like, what's going on. But um, it helped that we were good. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, uh, it's, it's the best time of the year. It's our favorite time of the year. Uh, our favorite team, uh, 
picks back up this weekend and we will be in attendance. But um, I feel like we're, we're, we're burying the lead a bit. Uh, there's, there's a big announcement that we have to make. And, oh, yeah. uh, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's, uh, uh, that's the, the big part of, of, of why we're releasing this show on September 1st, uh, when this, uh, this contract goes into effect, but, um, Chase and I, and the Inultables podcast, <laughs> has joined a podcast network, specifically the Pigskin Podcast Network. Yes, um, I'm. I'm very thrilled about it. Uh, it's it's going to be really cool. Um, kind of introduction on on what that is for people listening. Um, there, there. It's a a company that has set up other podcast networks for different sports. Um, where virtually they'll they'll pick and choose podcasts for from different teams, and then they they put them all in on their website to where. Um, let's say they have an Alabama podcast and A&M's playing Alabama this week. Well, you can, you can go to our site and then you, you can find the Alabama podcast and go listen to it, you know, and uh, hear what they have to say about us. And it's super, super cool. Um, the platform's awesome. The guy we've been working with is awesome. Um, and, and I'm thrilled to death to just, I, I I just I, I and I'm speaking for myself here, but I, I feel like you probably feel the same way. I was just flattered that he found our podcast and and oh, yeah. people listening. I mean, it yeah. still kind of blows my mind that there's people that I don't know that listen to me talk. You know? Yeah, ex- extremely flattered. Um, we you know we started this over the summer, and, and yeah, like we we talked about it for a bit, and it had been kind of on our minds, but we didn't have any grand ambitions of of joining a network or anything like that yeah, like right. it was it was definitely a shock to us and uh whenever we met with them and the way they, they laid things out i mean it's it's a it's a win-win it's it's a great deal for us it's a great deal for them um and i think it's gonna it's gonna be a, a really good partnership um absolutely so, so we're gonna be part of, of the pig the pigskin podcast network um and that's like under that umbrella is kind of nfl and college football Combine like it's all under the same umbrella. So, uh, if you're an NFL fan as well, uh, you can uh, hop on over there and you know uh, check out uh, your favorite team's podcast. Uh, as far as college goes, uh, I haven't looked at them all, but I know they have Alabama. I know they have Texas. Uh, they have Oklahoma. So um, they're they're really trying to get into the college game and get you know all the big SEC brands like A and M, Oklahoma, and Texas. So <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, and, and that's what, that's, what's going to be really cool. It, it'll give us the ability to, to collaborate with some other podcast, you know, podcasts that are out there. It's something I've always kind of wanted to do anyways, <sighs> especially with like, like I, I've thought about it with, with some of the A&M podcasts that are out there. Uh, most of my follow, I mean, the red, red, red ass podcast, uh, they're a good one. You know, I mean, there, there's, um, the the we've never been clicked you know and and these other podcasts are out there that i've been like man i want to i want to collaborate with them sometime you know or (laughs) or see like have one of them on the show you know or something just for a pop in you know and yeah um that was that was the extent of where i ever thought we would go i would i would have really honestly never thought of like going out and finding an alabama podcast and 
being like, hey, we're playing y'all in two weeks. Do y'all want to collaborate on an episode? And honestly, it just sounds like so much work that it wouldn't be worth it to me. But <laughs> now being part of a network where we can just message the guys and be like, hey, we're also part of the same network. Um, y'all want to collaborate? Y'all be on our show. We'll be on your show. Um, and and just help each other out. You know, I think that's cool. I think that's the the most exciting part about it for me is – is that like like the doors that'll open for us with the other folks on the network? Like, uh, I mean, it's, especially the Alabama, like the Alabama uh, podcast. Like, that's one of the biggest games of the of the like in the country this year in college football. So, um, and and there's there's a lot of other stuff in there too. So, like, we're we're we're, we're super excited about that. And I think what this means for uh, you, the listener, is uh, a, a better product. Like. There aren't people at the at the Pigskin Podcast Network telling us uh, what to say or how to say it. Um, everything we do is uh, completely up to Chase and I. Uh, there's not any kind of there's really not any requirements requirements except that we do produce a show. <laughs> and that's yeah, really think, that's really the only requirement. <laughs> I think the requirement was that we have to put out one a, at least one a week or something like that. Like it, there, there wasn't a well, you have to post you know, you have to say things, you know, we want you to discuss this this week and this this week. And if it was something like that, I wouldn't have even been interested in it. And right. um, to be honest, whenever he first talked to us about it, I was like, so we still retain a hundred percent creative control. And like you, you, you don't care what we talk about. And he's like, no, not at all. I mean, that's, he's like, y'all do your thing. And, and, we'll do ours. We're just here to, to provide a network. And, and that was, that was kind of blew my mind. Cause I'm like, wow, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> like it's, yeah. that's great. Like, um, so, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm thrilled. I mean, really, really thrilled to partner with them and, and be a part of that, that network and maybe, maybe get some more, um, people in here. I'm sure that, We'll we'll have some ad reads, you know, and and things like that, like any any podcast would have. But um, I think ultimately, there <laughs> that was going to have to happen. Otherwise, we're right. You know, we're not going to be continuing. Uh, we pay for this podcast, you know. We <laughs> we pay to you know do all of this stuff. We don't get paid nothing, you know. And so yeah, um, you know, uh, an ad read here or there to to try to pad some of that expense on us to where we could just keep doing it for fun. Ultimately. Is, what I want, I don't expect to <laughs> make any money on it, but it's, yeah. it's, you know, if it pays for our streaming services, that's all I ever care about, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like, like up to this point, uh, Chase and I have been in the red on this deal and that was uh, yeah. ex- expected to go on for a long time. So, uh, this is, is going to kind of bring us out of that a little bit and, uh, and open some doors for, for us. And, and through all of that, uh, it's ultimately going, going to create a better product uh, for anyone who listens. So, um, if you've, if you've been with us, you know, for the long haul of the past, uh, two months, <laughs> we, we appreciate that, that, you know, all, all our day ones out there. Um, and if you're new, if you found us, you know, by way of, of, uh, some social media or, you know, from the, the pigskin podcast network, uh, launch, then welcome in. Uh, we are excited to have you and, uh, think you're going to enjoy what you have to hear. But, um, with all that being said, there's <laughs> there's some good stuff from from the past weekend of college football and and all kinds of football. Um, I thought it was the perfect like 
it was the perfect week zero. It was the perfect like appetizer ramp up to the the big show this weekend. But we have to start with this story from the high school. I'll put high school in air quotes, <laughs> the high school ranks. <laughs> um so if you've if you've been on social media at all, uh, you have seen this thing about uh, Bishop Sycamore uh, High School. <laughs> so I guess how this all came uh, into the public light was um, Bishop Sycamore uh, played against IMG Academy on ESPN on Sunday night. Uh, now IMG Academy is one of the premier programs in high school football. Uh, it's a it's a private school and like. Pretty much what happens is a lot of like five-star sophomores and juniors will perform really well their sophomore and junior years and then transfer there, uh, you know, on a scholarship, high school scholarship to, to play for IMG in Florida. But um, so that, so I, I so IMG is a, is a legitimate school with legitimate prospects. Uh, Bishop Sycamore, on the other hand, <laughs> uh, not so much. Um, and from... I'll, I'm going to pass it over to you, Chase, here in a second. I wanted to get all the uh, kind of the bullet points out of the way. So Bishop Sycamore is not a school. It is not a uh, physical location. It claims it's a it's an online school. Uh, I haven't seen anything to verify that. Their website is pretty uh, outdated and not a lot of info. Um, they lied to ESPN about having D1 recruits on their team to get on ESPN. Um and then ha- they gave the announcers like a bogus roster and like they couldn't really, uh, I guess, fact check that there were D1 athletes on this team. And the the kicker is most of the players on Bishop Sycamore were 19 or 20 years old. <laughs> Chase, I mean, I've never seen anything so bizarre. <laughs> um. Yeah, so uh, contrary to what you're being told, it, it it is a high school. It's a it's a feeder school. Actually, it feeds into the Southampton Institute of Technology, um, which is a a um, <laughs> college that was was really spurned by two visionaries in I don't know 2006, um, which was Justin Long and Jonah Hill. Uh, they they didn't get accepted into colleges, so uh, they just created their own. Um, you can see the documentary about it. It's a movie called Accepted. Um, but so what you're telling me is that Bishop Sycamore, a.k.a. BS, is a feeder school into SHIT. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's correct, yeah. BS, BS High School will get you into uh, Southampton Institute of Technology. Yeah. Um, yo, There's a lot of gosh. BS going on here. <laughs> You know, I didn't even know that. I didn't even think about their initials being BS. They th- somebody watched Accepted and and was like, "That's a that's an excellent idea. I'm gonna do this," and and they did it. That's what's crazy. Or they did it. Like it blows my <laughs> just, mind. <laughs> I, I, I saw it a few days ago, and I, and I don't remember who it was that that had posted about it on Twitter, but I sent it to you because I was like, "Oh my god, have you seen this? Like, what is this?" 
And of course, in the past like day or two, it has just been all over the place. I, I just, I, I, I'm at a loss for words. I have absolutely no idea just how to even fathom that there's nothing there to like protect ESPN to make sure that this, <laughs> they don't just look like buffoons. Uh, I, I just, I'm honestly mad that I didn't watch the game. <laughs> well, and like, uh, on, on that, on that note, uh, on Sunday night, like this first start started like kind of gaining some, some publicity. And, uh, I saw a video on Twitter of, uh, like like a clip from the game of the ESPN announcers just railing Bishop Sycamore, <laughs> like talking about how much of a of a fraud it was, and I was like, "What is going on?" And then like in the days that followed, just all this other stuff came out, and like it's it's too much to even talk about on this show. So you need to yeah, you need to go to look up like the full the full thing. Do but it is do just yourself bizarre. a favor and look into it. it. Is they faked a high school with a bunch of non high school kids and they played one of the premier high schools in the nation, which that crap on national too. television, right? right on national <laughs> television. Like, like everybody is pointing to ESPN and I'm also pointing to ESPN. Cause I mean, come on, do your due diligence, but let's look at IMG Academy. for Exactly. A how how oh did you gosh. schedule them and not do your du- due diligence? Like what? All the all the high schools in the nation that you have to choose from, and and you got duped. What? Like, what, did they hand you a piece of paper with a picture of their quarterback that said "I am 12? <laughs> written in crayon, and you took it and you believed it? Their coach showed you his UIL application, and it's it said "I do what I want," Ron Swanson, and you're like, "Yeah, <laughs> you do have a permit." Like that's, that's, we're talking about, we're talking about things that happen on a sitcom and it actually happened in real life (laughs) on national television. Like I just, it's so, it's hilarious to me. Like this, uh, this sounds like we're reading off uh, an episode of South Park or something. Yeah, it absolutely does. Oh, I you know what? I guarantee South Park will probably make mention of this. Oh my gosh, you're probably right. You know, cuz they do it like weekly. They they uh do whatever's in the news that week, so I hope that they do that. If they do something about it, I will I will laugh so hard. The Simpsons probably did the same episode like 16 years ago. Right. But, um Yeah, it's just wild. I I just I, I can't get over it. It's hilarious. I'm going to remember it forever. It's going to be one of those things. But I, I'd, I'd love to know what the funniest meme that you've seen about it or, or tweet, because the funniest one I saw was somebody talking about this was the high school of Manti Teo's ex-lover. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so, That's good. That is good. I mean, I mean, it to me is going to be remembered like – I. I still today people will kind of be like, oh, who's that guy that had the fake girlfriend that got catfished 
and he was a Heisman candidate. I'm like, oh, man, Titeo. You know, like I just remember it because it was so I, I did that on this podcast did <laughs> on, you, our, did you? Okay. on our ACC okay. episode. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I almost started to say that we did it on this podcast, but I I, I, I don't know. I, it's just hilarious to me that that, that happened. And, and so 10 years from now, people aren't going to remember Bishop Sycamore at all, but I will. I'm going to be like – uh, yeah, it's like the Bishop Sycamore players are out there playing today or something. You know, I, I'll make some sort of comment about it. You know, all those all those BS students. Um, I think the, the the best meme I've seen from it is. Uh, do you remember a couple of years ago where uh, you know, like if you if you if you follow football at all, if you have if you have Twitter at all, you know that uh, uh, that recruits love uh, going on visits and taking pictures in uniforms. Well, uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, at Florida, they asked one of the recruits' dads to uh, put on a football uniform, and it's not like the dad's like not in shape. It's it's not Baylor Cup's dad. It's like a really like <laughs> average looking dad, <laughs> like average like uh, uh, athleticism and and not in shape whatsoever. And he looks hilarious because like it's all this tight fitting stuff, and like his he's got a gut poking out, and uh, the, the best. It looked like. <laughs> It looked like me in in our uh, wedding <laughs> announcement. Uh, whenever we did our save the date, I wore a number six Texas A and M jersey, and Emily wore a number twenty to save the date six twenty. And uh, I just looked terrible. That's what that guy looked like. <laughs> I- <laughs> but yeah, so like like the, the the tweet or whatever was just a picture of that guy. It was like this is this is Bishop Sycamore starting quarterback. <laughs> I knew exactly where it was going as soon as you said the Florida recruit. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Well, it's like don't you remember that there was a recruit, there was a fake recruit last year or the year before that. that oh yeah. To be a four star or something. That's a like good that. point. Yeah. Uh, um, he probably played for Bishop Sycamore too. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, and you would think that, like. Like I, I I do respect the work that the twenty four seven and you know ESPN all those guys do, but uh, they definitely got they definitely got fed some BS with that fake recruit. <laughs> they, the, I can't remember the whole thing, but like he sent film of like someone else. It's like, hey, my name is like so and so, and I've got offers from from these schools, and yeah, they they made his profile and and made him a four star <laughs> just just <laughs> off of that, but. Um, I feel like I've said this word a hundred times, but it's, I really have not seen something more bizarre in probably in, in sports like abroad than this story. Like it's, it's absolutely fascinating and, and baffling how this, how this even came to be (laughs) just just everything about it. Just, it's just baffling. You know, who started their career at uh, Bishop Dunn? I mean, not Bishop Dunn, Bishop uh, Sycamore. Tate Martell? No. Well, yeah. He, he, <laughs> tra- he was there, but he transferred out. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> he got a, the start of his coaching career was uh, um, Coach uh, Gus Duggerton. Oh, yeah. Duggerton. Are you Coach familiar Dugs. with Coach Duggerton? Yeah. yeah. He, he, uh, he's, he used to be a high school quarterback or high school football coach. He coached there. <laughs> well, they've, they've really gone downhill since he left <laughs> it sure has everybody has i mean he's the best coach in america yeah um air dugs but uh oh man i tell you i just can't oh it's so funny i think um 
I think I'm give out on on Bishop Sycamore. I I just don't have I don't have any words. Like I I would I would say more about it, but I literally don't have any more words that that can even comprehend this whole situation. Uh, it's just too good. It's just too good. It's hilarious to me. Um, let's 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 transition a bit. Uh, we did actually have some some live Division One Power Five college football teams play this past weekend. Um, how are we feeling about Nebraska? Yeah, so let's move on to the next uh, topic. <laughs> <laughs> They're trash. They they looked terrible. Um, I don't know. I I I expected them to be a lot better than the performance that they had, but man, they, they were not. Yeah. Um, and, and credit to Belima, I guess, you know, yeah, good for him. Um, I mean, I feel like I know he wasn't great at Arkansas. Sorry. My, my dog just came up in here. So <laughs> you're good. He's making noise. He's, ha- he's happy to see me, but, um, I know he wasn't like, you know, a world beater at Arkansas, but they were, like they were a competent team and like they had an, an identity and I, I think he's a good coach and uh, I think props, he is too. And props to him for being prepared. And uh, it, first of all, his starting quarterback got hurt like in the first half and uh, they had to put in a backup and, you know, they, they knocked off the, the golden boy and Scott Frost. And, you know, I said when we covered the big 10, we didn't really talk about Nebraska that much because I mean, exhibit a this past weekend, they're not very good. Mm-hmm. But and I, I made a comment that they're not a uh, they're not really like a, a top tier program anymore. And I don't know if they ever will be in if the, you know, in the, the in the current landscape, just the way things are um, right. there. I feel very comfortable saying they're never going to be what they were in the 90s. That's just. It just doesn't seem likely to, to ever happen again, but they can be a good program like they could be a a Wisconsin or a, an Iowa. Like I know that's like Nebraska as a state is uh, not really close to any, uh, you know, geographical hotbeds of, of football talent, but right. I don't know. I feel like they can do better than what they did this past weekend. Um, and they can do better than what, than what Frost has done. Like, it seems like it wasn't even necessarily a talent thing. Like they just, they just got out coached and they got outplayed and they made a bunch of dumb mistakes and, and they lost to Illinois. Yeah. And, and I agree with you. Cause I mean, the, the biggest thing about Nebraska is it's where corn has grown and FFA members meet, you know, and it's, it's not really, it's not like a place that you just think about is, is going to be a football hotbed, but, um, but there's no reason why they can't be a Wisconsin or, you know, a Washington or or one of those like pretty pretty salty teams that aren't, you know, top tier, but they're still a really good team. And uh, with their history and what they've done in the past and how many championships they won in the past and that kind of thing, you would think that there would still be a little bit of it. But but I, I guess you know we're we're in a period of time where I, I guess maybe a lot of their success really kind of stemmed from the regional 
aspect of it in the nineties of what it was. Um, and not as much, not today, you know, if, when, when you could go anywhere and play anywhere and you're probably going to be televised somewhere. I mean, that was probably my most frustrating thing. I had to watch the entire game on YouTube bootleg. I was switched like three or four or five different times from like one bootleg. And then whenever it would get removed for copyright, I'd switch to another one. And that's how I had to watch the whole game because it was on like CBS or something dumb. And I'm like, come on, <laughs> like just step up to the plate and, and sign a contract with ESPN. We have four games or something like that. And none of them were on ESPN. Like, come on, you know, I've got ESPN plus, I'm not going to get basic cable with the sports <laughs> package. Like get out of here, you know? And, and so when it's like that and you could play anywhere and, and even if it's got to be bootlegged, it, it can be found on the internet at any time. Who's going to pick Nebraska over uh, Auburn or USC or a team like that um, that has more things around it? And it's a, it's a good school. And I, I, I know I'm kind of crapping on Nebraska here, but I just I, I don't see them. You know, I know that they're thought of as a historical blue, but, blue blood, but I think they're going to be one of the ones that die and don't ever come back. Um, you know, you look at Texas, you look at some of those teams, USC, I just mentioned, um, that have had a fall from grace. I wouldn't say that about those teams because there's other things that draw people to that program. Um, I just think Nebraska is going to be one that doesn't have that benefit. Um, well, at least and, and like- maybe we've maybe we find that that um, you know Belima just goes ten and two wild. this year, and yeah, yeah he gets <laughs> hog wild. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, and and maybe we find out that Nebraska is not too terribly bad, and maybe they have a turnaround. You know, maybe they see this and and they use it as you know, like we used the Florida game the first year in the SEC, you know, or something like that. That's the, what I love about college football. I mean. Last year, our first game out of the gate was terrible, and we put together a really good season after that. So I love that about college football and that, you know, I do think that they played terrible on Saturday, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they can't be good. I just don't think that they'll ever be an elite program again. Yeah. And like like the other programs that have been down, like uh, Texas and Miami and uh I guess I wouldn't say Michigan. They've, like, but, but Michigan hasn't been as as good as they used to be. But but especially Texas and Miami, like those those schools are close to elite talent and like a, a lot of elite talent, and um, they have a lot higher upside, you know, than than Nebraska does just due to just due to geography. Like it's just just the way it works. Like it it sucks for Nebraska, but just kind of the way it is. But um. Uh, after that, we had UCLA and Hawaii. Um, I watched. I watched most of this game, and uh, I've got to say, I'm I'm really intrigued about uh, UCLA versus LSU this week, and we'll get into all that whenever, whenever you know, in our our week one preview. 
um, in tomorrow's episode. But um, for UCLA, like the quarterback wasn't he wasn't great. Uh, he missed uh, he missed some easy throws and things like that. But they they ran the ball so well and were so dominant up front uh, on offense and defense. Um, it was impressive. Uh, I wasn't sure if if Chip was going to work out, but um, you know he may have that thing going in a a pretty good direction. So I'm I'm very anxious to see how they look against you know a pretty a pretty athletic team and in, in LSU. Yeah, I I am too. Um, because you know that's again what I love about college football is well maybe part of the reason why they look so good is just because Hawaii's not, but. Um, I was impressed. I, I I actually really enjoyed that game. I really enjoyed watching UCLA, and I'm like, man, they, they look pretty good. And, and it really did excite me for their game against LSU because that'll be a true test for them. Um, but I think the other part of the reason why it excites me is because it'll be a true test for LSU too. By the way, absolutely, yeah. Um, and and um, you know, I. I I am a lot more excited. I was actually already pretty excited about that game, but um, yeah, that seems to be a pretty good matchup. Man, there's just there's there's so much we're going to learn in week one, and God, I can't wait to get into all that. But um, those were really the only two like uh, games that included uh, Power Five programs, um, or even FBS programs. But well, I guess we had San Jose State. But uh, shout out to Nick Starkle. But I didn't. I didn't. I didn't get to watch that one. It was on at I the same either. time as uh, the next game we're going to talk about. Man, we've we've got to we've got to talk about about Connor Wickman. I mean, I expected him to be good in this game and and look and perform really well. Uh, some of, I'm a big fan of his, but holy crap! Like I watched that game and. Like like the entire thing was jaw dropping. Like every time he he did something, I was just like, "Holy crap, this kid is good!" Like it was, it was one of the best, the best high school performances I've ever seen from a quarterback. Yeah, I I was, I mean he he looks unstoppable, and he's he's one of the best quarterbacks I've ever watched. Um, definitely at the high school level. I, I hate to make the comparison because I feel like I always make this comparison, but watching him was how I felt whenever I was watching Johnny. Like it was so much fun Mm. and, and just, you know, the, the, the capper to all of it was whenever he handed the ball off, they threw it back to him and he ran for like 60 yards for a touchdown that was oh, just hit him so... with the okey doke sauce. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> that oh my gosh. Uh he, he turned on the jets. On so that play. much fun. And he's so fast and he's got a tremendous arm. His wide receiver, number six. Baller. A baller. Yeah. Uh, very, very good. Um, but he is a man amongst boys. I mean, he's 40. He's, he's so advanced, like not just as an athlete, but as a quarterback at, at this level of football. And right. I mean, like his, like, like the way he throws, like 
even to the untrained eye, just watching him throw, you're like, oh, like that looks different than the way most people can throw a football. <laughs> like it just yeah. the the quickness of his release, the velocity he can put on it, the touch. Like like those were some some pro level throws. Like um, and I, I didn't read his stats yet. I mean, twenty three of thirty three passing for three hundred fifty eight yards, uh, five passing touchdowns, um, hundred yards, and two touchdowns rushing, and a receiving touchdown. And if you're bad at math like us, like that's eight touchdowns. They scored on. <laughs> they they had seven drives in the first half. He scored a touchdown or was a part of scoring a touchdown on every drive. First drive of the second half, he scores a touchdown. Uh, passing touchdown to one of his receivers. Um, and then the next drive, they finally punt and they benched him because they're up by like 40 points. <laughs> and it was just, yeah, it was just absolutely dominating. Yeah. And, and he just, it was incredible. And, um, my buddy, my buddy Honcho or Mike Conjura, he, uh, he posted on his social media pictures of, he and his dad are both coaches there at Bridgeland and talking about how, you know, it was so, so cool to have such a good win and in the stadium that he grew up in things like that. And, um, I'm super happy for him, but I'm also really jealous of him because <laughs> I, I can only imagine how much fun I actually, I, it's not, I, it's not that I can only imagine. I, I remember what it was like whenever we had Johnny and, you know, the, what the feeling was like in the locker room, we felt invincible on everything, you know, because Johnny will get us out of it. Johnny will bail us out. And I guarantee that that's how his team feels about everything. Cause yeah. I mean, if, if, if you need to, I mean, it's like Michael Jordan, like if you need to win, just give it to him and he'll, he'll, he'll take you and he'll, he'll win the game for you. And um, well, I think that's a good point because like, he's not playing on Katie or for South Lake Carroll. Like he's playing for Cypress Bridgeland a school that's like right. five years old and you know, they've got some, some nice players like that receiver number six. He's a nice player. Um, he'll probably, you know, play college somewhere, but uh, by and large, that's not a team littered with, with, you know, power five prospects by any means. Um, mm-hmm. It's, re- it's really like, uh, it's, it seems like a well-coached team uh, and it's led by a, just a phenomenal athlete and phenomenal, <laughs> phenomenal quarterback uh, in Connor yeah. Wickman. But um I think the comparisons to Johnny and all that stuff, like it's, it's unfair in some sense, but like he's that, he's that caliber of prospect. I want to make sure I'm saying prospect there and not, you know, I'm not saying like he's going to win a Heisman and be a a Heisman level college quarterback, but um, yeah, he's, he's every bit as good as, as, as Kyler was coming out. Like he's, he's that elite level uh, quarterback. And by the way, um, also a star baseball prospect, uh, but recently announced that he plans to enroll at AM uh, early at the midterm, you know, in January. So uh, he will be skipping his senior baseball season and not going, you know, to the major league baseball draft. So, um, man, that's big. That's it's huge. Uh, cause you know, like the only worry that you would have with a guy like this is getting him on campus and, uh, that doesn't seem like it's going to be an issue. So, um, yeah, Connor Wigman, know the name Aggie fans and, you know, everybody else because <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna hear a lot, a lot about this kid uh when, when he when he gets to college i and and i'm so excited about him i'm you know i i hate to, i hate to do this it's always recency bias i feel like but 
I'm more excited about him than I am Haynes King, and I made it very clear on our quarterback episode how clear or how excited I am about him. And yeah. um, it just uh, watch it, watching it live. It was it was different than watching the highlights. You know, like mm-hmm. it was it was live and and just it was exciting. And and I'm not making the comparison to Johnny to say that he'll win the Heisman either. And I'm not saying that. I'm not even saying that he'll be a great college quarterback because I I was really excited about um, Tate Martell, you know, and uh, (laughs) (laughs) that one didn't really pan out. So, you know, I, I, I understand that I as big of a football fan as I am. I've, I've seen some elite players in high school, not do anything in college. And it could very well be, he's one of those. I don't expect that to happen, but you never do. But my comparison to Johnny was more so to say I couldn't take my eyes off the TV. I mean, mm-hmm. I was actually we, – we went to a birthday dinner for, for my brother-in-law, and I was watching it on my phone, and my phone died, and I got Emily's phone and watched the rest of it on Emily's phone on the drive home from Fort Worth in the back seat. Like, I'm, I'm – you know, my phone died because I was watching it all dinner long. Like, I could not stop watching it, um, and – I, I timed leaving their house for when it was halftime because it takes about 20 minutes to get home from there. I mean, it, that's how glued into it I was. And that's how it always was whenever I was watching Johnny, you know, and that's, yeah. that's my comparison is he was that exciting to watch. I'm not saying he's that good. He is. I do believe he's that good, but that's a whole other point all, all on its own. I'm just saying that. Wow. How yeah. exciting and, and how <laughs> much fun, you know? Yeah, and shouts to to Cooper over there that that um, is a, yeah. his high school buddies, you know. Yeah, um, he he called it too before the game started, but sure did. Um, yeah. I think the last thing I want to talk about with with Connor is um, like he he is that that kind of prospect. Like he he's similar to a Kyler or a Johnny, uh, and just his you know his playmaking and his arm talent, his athleticism. But he he's a lot bigger than both of those guys. Like he's probably every bit of six, two and you know, he'll probably top out at like two twenty. like just ex- extremely strong in his, in his legs. And, uh, just a, just a different kind of, of athlete. Like he's, he's going to be a yeah. special, special player, but, um, last thing we have, uh, on the docket, uh, before our, our new segment, new segment alert, um, uh, news new came segment out, segment alert, <laughs> news <laughs> came out tonight that, uh, uh, Jimbo Fisher is getting a contract extension. Come on, haters! I know you're going to hate. Um, it, it's not like the details aren't you know out there for the world to see it. That they are now. If you're listening to this, because it's you know Wednesday, but uh, as of Tuesday night, here's what we know: that uh, we expect it to be you know an extension uh, to you know kind of rework it to be uh, a ten year deal and at nine million dollars a year, so a, a ninety million dollar deal. Um, most likely fully guaranteed, all that sort of thing. And um, personally, I love it. I mean, I, I don't think that he's in jeopardy of leaving. I know some fans like to speculate that uh, he's eyeing he's eyeing the LSU job. Um, LSU LSU uh, ain't gonna get him. I'm sorry to say. Uh, he's 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 in this for the long haul. Uh, props to the uh, Aggie administration for. Um, you know, 
keeping up with the times and uh, and keeping him, you know, happy in his current situation. And uh, I, I think he, you know, aside from the money, because he already <laughs> he was already going to get quite a bit. But um, I think it's, you know, it just kind of shows that like, hey, like this this university, this organization is going to give me, you know, every resource I could possibly need, you know, and have that at my disposal. And uh, he, he, you know, he says he expects to win championships here. And that's, that's the way that that's the way it's working right or the way it's, it's building towards right now. So um, I think we, I think Aggie fans should, should rest easy knowing they've got a pretty damn fine football coach for the, the next 10 years or more. Yeah. Jimbo said, Bring me my money. <laughs> I know we don't have that sound clip, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he, uh, man, I, I, uh, I'm um, in full support of that. I don't care how much it costs, keep that dude. You yeah. Know, keep him forever, and also keep Terry Price forever. If you keep those two forever until they retire, um, you won't make me mad. Um, I. I think a lot of the reason why he has built it to where it is is because of the consistency that we guaranteed him um, because he realized that I guess this is all speculative here, of course, but if I'm Jimbo, I wouldn't want to go anywhere else. Um, And maybe that's me being biased towards my own school. But my thought is you're at a school that doesn't have a, history of championships and doesn't have a history of like elite success all the time in a state that loves you and people just, just, I mean, watch the press conferences, just, just watch and and don't listen, just watch. And you could tell he's comfortable. He's among people that are just like him that he he's very like, he's always been a very laid back person. Like I was watching him on Marty McGee. Like he's very laid. Marty McGee are perfect people to interview him, you know, because they're, they're that kind of cool, calm collected. And he just likes to kind of kick back. He seems, um, but that's how all of the reporters at Texags and, you know, the Eagle and things like that are. And, and it just seems like a big group of friends whenever they're in there, you know, at that, that press conference. Um, yeah. So maybe again, maybe I'm I'm biased in the sense that it's my school. But if he vaults us to championships and he creates a dynasty at Texas A&M, we're gonna make a statue of that man. <laughs> Texas, he will. I mean, look at if if I'm Jimbo, I look at how they treated or how we. I'd say worship. Worship's a terrible word, um, but. We still love and and cherish R.C. Slocum. We still love and cherish Jackie Sherrill. And for that matter, we still love and cherish Bear Bryant. And Jimbo's looking at it like, well, I can surpass all those guys pretty easy, yeah. you know. And they love and cherish them. What are they going to do with me? You know, and yet Nick Saban, best coach in college football history, has has done just crazy, amazing things. And people at Alabama are still going to be like, "Well, but you know, Bear Bryant, if he was coaching today, would probably be better than Saban." 
you know, they'll always compare him backwards, even though he's he's by far and away the best coach ever. They don't do that at Clemson. Clemson loves and cherishes Debo, and they're like, man, he's the best ever, you know. But they did it at Florida State. It was, okay, Jimbo, you're good. You brought us a national championship. You did all this, but you're not Bobby Bowden, you know. And how many decades do you have to hear that from the fan base and from the people around you all the time until you finally win enough that whenever you retire, people start comparing you to this person that had extreme success before you. So maybe that's completely like not anything at all that he would care about. Um, But you got to think that that would probably help it a little bit because I mean, he will be, Worshipped at Texas A and M. I mean, he if, if he brings us national championships, like we kind of think that he might, if he becomes a Debo Sweeney or or a you know Nick Saban or or a Bobby Bowden, but here at Texas A and M, we're gonna have a, 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 a. I mean, we may turn him into what's his name at Kansas state, <laughs> you know, uh, Oh yeah. Bill Snyder. We might yeah. name the name, the stadium after him while he's still coaching and then build a monument to him while he's still here. I mean, I, I wouldn't put that past Aggies at all because it, you just, I haven't talked to a single Aggie that doesn't just love Jimbo Fisher. Um, and, the, it's a culture fit that maybe he didn't even see coming, but to me, to me, I don't know. I I don't see. I think I think it's more lazy reporting. People saying that you know he would go to LSU because Scott Woodward hired him, but there again, Scott Woodward is like the most, probably one of the most like in the public. ADs out there, you know, like like one of the, one of the only names of ADs that people probably actually know. Um, so it would be really easy to remember that he was the one that hired Jimbo Fisher, and then oh well, they worked at LSU together once upon a time. Yeah, well, don't you think that that was part of the negotiations whenever he brought Jimbo to Texas A and M? Was you remember the problems that we had at LSU? well, we don't have those problems here at Texas A&M. You know, like there's probably some of that going in. So now he's going to go back on that and be like, oh, hey, now you should follow me to LSU. Make no mistake about it. I do not think that Jimbo came here because of Scott Woodward. I think Scott Woodward was the catalyst that started that. And then whenever he came here, he saw – what he's building and he saw the resources and he saw the commitment and he saw all of that. So I choose to take Jimbo at his word because he just strikes me as a very genuine and honest person. And um, maybe I'm dumb for that, but when I listened to his first, you know, interviews and stuff while he was here, that's what he talked about. The support from the administration, the the support from the fan base, the commitment to long-term planning. And I just don't think that he goes back on that year three or year four because he wins a national championship. He's like, okay, I'm gone. See y'all later. Yeah. Because he's got what probably every coach in America thinks is impossible, which is people that whether you win, lose, or tie are going to 
think you're the best ever, you know, just cause he's, he's shown us the other side already, you know? Yeah. No, no I agree and, with hundred percent of that. Like about the, you know, it wasn't, you know, just because, like, just because Woodward, like, just because Scott Woodward was here, that's not why Jimbo came here. Like, right. Scott Woodward did a great job of selling what AM had to offer. And, you know, that enticed Jimbo to come along with the contract and you know, all the resources and support and all that stuff. Um, but just because he's now somewhere else doesn't mean he's going to go, you know, follow him over there. Um, and I think I, 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 I love your point about, you know, Jimbo being the guy at AM, mm-hmm. like being the guy to, you know, bring a championship to a fan, a fan base that, they just want that wants it so bad. Like <laughs> this fan base right. is is dying for a championship, and if if he can deliver that, he'll, he'll get a lifetime contract. We'll be like, hey, absolutely, hey, hey Jimbo. Uh, whenever you feel like retiring, that's when you can retire. We're gonna pay you nine million dollars a year until yeah. until you decide you want to hang it up. Like, and uh, there's gonna like there'll be a statue. There'll be you know Fisher this, Fisher that, and, and everything else, and. Uh, it, it will cement his legacy, um, not just at AM, but in college football. Hey, like, I won a championship at two different places. There's, you know, two or three coaches in history that have done that. I think maybe just one in Nick Saban, uh, winning one in LSU and, and Alabama. But um, that's, I think it's, it's more about legacy, you know, at this point than it is about money. And um, I think, I think this is going to work out uh, really, really well for AM and, uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled about it. Well, and, and look at, look at his pedigree. Look where he came from. He, what was a player for Bobby Bowden's son or right. And 25 years later, he's still coaching with Bobby Bowden. Maybe not mm. 25, 25 might be a long time, but I mean, from from the time he was in college until the time he was the head coach at Florida State, he was a, a peripheral member to their family because he stayed with that family. He's a loyal person, mm-hmm. um, and and honestly, I think that there there was probably more to everything at Florida State that um, than we'll ever know that made him feel like, well, you know, they they don't this isn't what it used to be. This isn't what I was all bought into. And, and um, so I just, I just take him as a very loyal person. And how many coaches, like you said, can say that they, they won, you know, a national championship at two different schools, but more so than that, how many coaches can say that they coached an entire coaching career at two or three schools, you know, and, and won national championships during that time. You know, I mean, that's mm-hmm. your, your, your history making coaches didn't bounce around from school to school every four years. Yeah. Your coach Sumlin's and, and, you know, Sarks and people like that of the world. Yeah, sure. They, they go to a new, new school every couple of years, but they would want to be at a school for 20 if they could. You know, and and I think Jimbo is one of those guys. I, I just think about how many offers Bobby Bowden probably had through the years, and how many rumors people saying, "Oh, well, he's he's gone. He's gonna LSU's gonna hire him. Alabama's gonna hire him," and he never left. And that's or the Jimbo's, NFL. Yeah, I mean that's bound to be Jimbo's main role model. You know? Yeah. Well, um, I think so. 
there's so much to the Florida State stuff that I think we talked about it, you know, in some of our very first episodes and um, it's too much to get into today. But I think that Jimbo genuinely loved Florida State. Like he's like he was a Florida State fan, you know, like he wanted to, you know, take over for Bobby and, you know, just carry that on and coach there for right. 25 years and retire there and win multiple championships. It wasn't about money. Like he didn't leave because we offered a bigger check. They did they were not doing the things that championship programs do. They were not committing uh, enough resources and things of that nature that places like Alabama do, places like Ohio State do, places like Clemson do. Right. Cle- and Clemson is a tiny school in the middle of the woods, and, and, and they're doing it, and Florida State wasn't doing it. So um, ultimately, right. A&M fans should be doing backflips still that we have a coach like this because it's just it's just not common that that you get a Jimbo Fisher on your hands and uh props to our administration for for locking him locking him up for the long haul um yeah uh, I I wish they would offer him a 20-year contract honestly yeah um I I just maybe if he wins national championship they will yeah Um, but I'd love it just to see all the all the haters on online and see what they had to say mm -hmm. about it but oh yeah um on that on that note, let's introduce our new segment. Is this our is this our first segment? Like most of our other shows have just been shows. Like this is our first like name. Yeah, it's segment. our first real one. Yeah. yeah. Um. And and so I guess that's that's good for you guys that have been here since day one. Um. What you know of the podcast is probably going to change uh, pretty drastically. <laughs> really, next episode, I guess, um, because the intention has always been for us to have segmented episodes. And I think we talked about this on the last episode, but um, it's never really, we hadn't gotten to that point yet. And, and we're finally here because we're kind of waiting on the season to get here to where we could get in our rhythm. Um, So yeah, let's, uh, let's start her off. It is time for pour one out. Love it. Who are we pouring one out for tonight, Chase? Uh, well, uh, I guess we'll we'll start with the the uh, pouring out for the haters on Jimbo's new contract because yep. I'm sure there will be uh, for the haters. And before that, you know, because <laughs> um, I, I hope they blast us all over ESPN for signing a ninety million dollar contract with Jimbo. Um, that would be fantastic. Let's do it. Give <laughs> us more publicity, please. Show these, show every recruit in the nation on national TV that we're committed to excellence and that this coach isn't going anywhere while all of these people that we're recruiting against, they're constantly talking about, are they on the hot seat this year? Go ahead and go ahead and tell every recruit in America that we, we shelled out cash, <laughs> cash money for the next 10 years that whenever they're going to their 10 year high school reunion, they're still going to be watching the same coach that they might want to go play for in college. Go ahead and tell them that. That's fine with me. Pour one out for the haters that think that that's a bad idea. Here's to the haters. Straight cash, homie. Um, <laughs> I'm also pouring one out for Connor Wigman's four-star rating. <laughs> that is that is not long for this world. Uh, I know he's a, he's a composite five-star, but there's still a couple of services that have him as a four. So um, I'm pouring one out for, for the four-stars for Connor. <laughs> Um, I'm going to, I'm going to pour one out for B- Bishop Sycamore's uh, head coach because, uh, 
R.I.P. in he's peace. Got, <laughs> he's got warrants up for his arrest, and they found him. He was on ESPN. <laughs> there he is right there. <laughs> Uh, have you seen this man <laughs> <laughs> yep there he is on every tv in america oh <laughs> uh, here's to uh, the head coach <laughs> bishop <Sycamore. laughs> oh man uh yeah I'll, I'll pour one out for uh for um our non-network days uh short as they were um it's uh it's network only from here on out that's right that's a good one um <laughs> I know that uh, I know I had better ones than, than the ones I've said, but um, I, I'll uh, I'll pour one out to the the maroon square Texas A and M logo Ooh, that yeah. ESPN used to blast everywhere. Um, we'll we'll rein in and embrace the Lone Star logo, um, best logo that Texas A and M has ever put out there. Um, just absolute, just fantastic logo love it the quintessential texas a&m logo is now on the espn app and likely i'd like to see i guess we'll see on saturday um will that be the logo that they have instead of that stupid reveille logo that they downloaded off of microsoft paint you hope so. Pour one out for that logo too. You I actually so. don't even pour one out. I'm, I'm gonna don't don't pour that one out. I'm gonna drink theirs. They don't deserve it. Pour it out. Whoever drew that, I I don't know. That was the worst representation of my university that I've ever seen. I've never understood yeah. why they use that. Is it just ESPN that does that? It's terrible. Uh, actually, I think it's. I want to say it's CBS. Mm. Or maybe it's ESPN. I don't know. One of the TV networks do that, and it drives me insane i don't know how AM hasn't gone after them with like a a you know trademark lawsuit or something to be yeah. like why are you misrepresenting misrepresenting our brand it's like the opposite really of, good at that it's like the opposite of a cease and desist it's like hey like use our correct brand and not this yeah, not this crappy yeah. knockoff yeah um, um i guess the last one i'll do is uh i'll pour one out for the off season um you know like like, like like once football starts it's you know it's I really don't want to say all gas, no brakes, but you know, it's, it's, it's a hundred miles an hour. It's, it's nonstop. Uh, and we love it, but, um, you know, the off season's nice and getting to relax, but, uh, here's to the off season. It's over and uh, let's get to football. Yeah. It's all go. No stop from here. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I'll also pour one out for the off season. That, that's, that is a good one. I'm, I'm thrilled to death. I can't wait. We're going to have some, Really, really good content and episodes, and more than anything else, we'll we'll have lots of good fun. Um, I'll see you in a couple days. Will, are That's, you ready for our uh, game day tradition of going to the first game together? Man, I'm this pumped. It's gonna be a big one. I'm pumped. Uh, I went and uh, when I was at the open practice. When I was at the open practice, I bought our uh, our blue t-shirts. Would be on the blue section. Uh, the red, white, and blue out. Um, I'm I'm excited for everything about Saturday. Um, it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be a day. Let me tell you that right now. But um, absolutely, um, I'm pumped. Um, if you're, you know, like I said earlier, if you're a day one listener, um, I'm excited uh, that you're you know still with us and uh, on this journey with us. And I think we're you know 
headed for some pretty, uh, some pretty, some pretty bright times ahead, uh, exciting times. Um, and if you're new, um, hope you enjoyed this this first episode. Uh, it was it was kind of a good one. So um, yeah. And if you are new, uh, leave us a five star rating uh, on your podcast platform of choice. Um, follow us on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at IntelligiblePod. Um, what else is there? Is that it? I don't know. Great job by you today on this podcast, Will. Great job by you, great Chase. Job by, great job by me as well. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll pour one out for I you. I think we did a good job. Okay. All right. Hasta la vista. We will be with you all tomorrow, breaking down week one of the 2021 college football season. Peace. Let's go.